Hello everyone, this is Brandon and welcome to Brands Tech. This interview will begin in just one moment, so please stay tuned. Hello everyone, this is Brandon and welcome to this episode of Brands Tech. How are you all? I really hope everyone is doing well and staying safe. So today I am more than happy to have my guest here for today, Sam Phillips. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Hey, uh, no problem coming on. Happy to. Well, I'm really glad to have you. And so first of all, how are you doing today? I'm good. That's great to hear. And so before we go ahead and get started, I did want to go ahead and give you an opportunity to go ahead and introduce yourself uh, to the audience for those who may be uh, unfamiliar with you um, right now. Okay. Uh, well, my name is Sam Phillips. I'm a st current student at Virginia Tech, engineering student. Uh, plan to go into computer engineering at the end of the year. Uh, Ex-cadet, Eagle Scout. Get that doll. All right. Well, I said I'm just really glad to have you here and and yeah, so I guess going right into it. So what really first got you interested in, yeah, in the STEM field? The STEM fields started a, quite a long time ago. Uh, started dealing with code sometime late elementary school, probably around fifth grade. Um, I think it probably started with an interest in video games. Started, started it because I wanted to do some of the same stuff. Over time, I saw more of the technology and thought, hey, I want to do that stuff. That looks cool. Um, I want to be able to build some of this cool stuff and use it. I want to go ahead and build some of this stuff for myself, personalize it, etc. And now here I am. Well, that's great to hear that you were able to have a like an early start into it because I know a lot of people don't really you know, know what they want to do until even like you know for some people like halfway through college or even like towards the the end if not afterwards and so I'm glad to hear that you were I mean you really started like your interest well kind of started well it first started that early though it was kind of a bit on and off for example I remember. One of the early fields that I was interested in was cybersecurity, um, and that one was there. And that one was there would be spurts of interest in it, spurts of actual doing stuff in it. Currently, once I get so the way Virginia Tech works is that once you go into a particular in the engineering field, at least once you go into a particular degree, you are then expect you then have to choose a major after your sophomore year. Well, you can choose a general degree. For example, computer engineering is general. You can also go into a more specific, more specific area, such as, from what I can remember with computer engineering, there's, I think it's cybersecurity, machine learning, uh, communications, software systems, maybe some other uh, controls, robotics, autonomy. That's all I can remember. Wow. And so, and so right now, I believe you're currently in general engineering, if I remember correctly. Correct. That's how all first year students, first year engineering students start, you have to complete a certain set of classes in order to, classes and other requirements in order to make, uh, be able to declare a specific field. And so, and so I'm, I'm actually gonna backtrack real quick. And so 
Yeah, so ever since, yeah, since you left elementary school, since you said that, yeah, that your interest in STEM had been really on and off. And so, so what are some of the things like after elementary school that you did to really help, like get you, yeah, I guess, continue your interest within the STEM field? Um, it was really just, so I had a, so early on I had a, I got a Raspberry Pi and I had that hooked up to a really old computer monitor, like one of the old big blocky ones. Um, then after that, it was largely going through the internet and finding resources through there. For example, with my interest in cybersecurity, I went ahead and went online, found some forums and other stuff through college. Um, actually, I was able to find some much better resources um, for that particular field. But I guess largely over the years, well, it was some classes and mainly high, mainly high school. I didn't really take any, Not in middle school, I didn't really take any uh, specific technical classes. It was largely just academic, largely just core academics. High school was the main, high school was when I took technical class. High school was when I was able to take more technical classes due to space in my schedule. There was also a robotics club and a programming club I participated in. Essentially just a combination of internet, some classes in school and extracurriculars. Wow. And so, first of all, you know, the one thing I love about the internet, especially for, you know, I guess people like us who really, I guess, use it to really like use as a resource to to learn new knowledge and gain interest in things. I, I mean, that's something I honestly love to do. I'm a sort of self-described research enthusiast, but but I'm, I'm glad to hear that you were able to, you know, use these different resources. And so, and so I'm sort of interested in your time on the robotics team. And so, and so how long were you on the robotics team? What were some of the stuff that you did on there? So I moved around. Uh, so I moved, well, technically three times, realistic twice. So in my first year of high school, some fresh, freshman year of high school, I was on a robotics team. Um, I don't think we ended so it was i don't remember too many details about that all i remember is the robot didn't end up doing didn't exact and i'm not sure if we even got to the point where it's actually functioning i don't remember what was i don't remember what the heck we were building it for exactly um it was part of the i think it was part of might have been part of the technology student association the other time was my junior year of high school where that one was for it was a citywide robot it was for a citywide uh, STEM competition, one of which was robotics. That one, the goal was, uh, I think it might have been moving some stuff, but the problem was that, so we made some progress on that one. The issue was due to COVID showing up, it shut down. It, we had to go ahead, we had to stop about halfway through the year, a bit over halfway through the year. You know, when you started saying, you know, game there, it's like, you know, it's like, I wonder when COVID would you know, take effect for for this. And yeah, it, it definitely impacted a lot of a lot of different things. And so for you, like, like in terms of, I guess, school wise, like where were you in terms of school stuff, like when everything shut down and how was that whole, I guess, process for you? Uh, so the initial governor's order for a two-week shutdown initially that might have came I remember I don't remember both the initial two-week shutdown and the final shutdown for the rest of the school year order both of them somewhere around March 13th a couple of days 
essentially the day the world shut down. Um, at that point, I was, we were still in the first half, still in the first half of the year, school-wise, still dealing with, so some of my classes were, I think, so most people can agree that it was better in person, better in person than online. I think I was taking AP Statistics. Um, for some reason, it's so hard to remember my junior year schedule. I remember some some combination of classes that year. Statistics, Physics, AP Physics 1, AP Language and Composition, World History. Not AP, it's just regular. I was taking more classes than that. Oh, AP Chemistry and Calc BC. Uh, some of the classes, the teachers were more involved with were more involved a lot of them there wasn't much in terms of actually being in terms of actually being secret in terms of actually having any zoom calls it was just here's some work go do it here's some materials senior year i guess the district stepped up their enforcement maybe the state had something to do with that i don't know and so all so all the teachers were actively doing zoom call we're actively doing zoom calls and those sorts of things uh then the second half of the second semester, I think it might have been the entirety of the second semester, we were in we were in person for all the pain that came along with that. That was the time that I was able to, that was the semester that I was able to do some of the only technical classes that I was able to do in high school, which is nice that I was able to be in person for those. Well, we weren't in person necessarily because we were actually hybrid during that time. I was able to do an electronics class and a construction technology class. So essentially a woodshop class with more with more applications to our residential construction wow that's actually pretty cool and so and i'm glad you were able to you know be in at least a yeah a hybrid setting for for those instead of just being strictly online since those are some a little bit more of a hands-on sort of classes but yeah so overall i'm just as i said glad you were able to to get that experience and so and so i guess from there i do know that that at some point you also took some courses from the virginia space grant consortium so are you able to tell me a little bit about about that oh yes i took two the first one was during my sophomore year of high school and then there was a summer academy in between my sophomore and junior years that first course was mainly focused a lot on some general topic general topics and also and a lot on the wallops facility wallops spaceflight facility the mid the mid-atlantic also mid-atlantic regional spaceport then the summer academy was pretty fun it was week long uh went out to the university of maryland eastern shore state so we stayed there then split in the teams and went to the main flight facility almost every day that week. And we would work on a particular mission that could be launched out of that facility. And then after all that, we had to go ahead and present it in this main, in this big theater area in front of a whole bunch of people. My group did one on, did one on removing space junk using a large number of little, I don't know, maybe golden drones or something. Not like the quadcopter type. Then. The other one I took was Virginia Earth System Science Scholars, which I took for some college credit. Uh, that one was so, spring, uh, winter to spring of my senior year. And then there was a summer academy that summer. That one was more focused on earth science and remote sensing. And the summer academy for that was everybody broken up into teams. 
this time uh, based on a particular sphere of environment. So biosphere, hydrosphere, lithosphere, atmosphere. And each team had to come up with a particular thing to study given a particular, I don't remember exactly what, what the constraint was. Then each team had particular rules assigned for each person. This is the same with the BS for the space Coast scholars. And then at the end of it, all the sphere, all the teams had to come together in order to put together one particular one satellite that could be sent up. And that was also a pretty fun experience. Although, unfortunately, that one was entirely virtual. Wow. So um, first, first, I'm glad to hear that you were able to participate in yeah in two different programs that they offered, and then that for the first one, you were at least able to get uh, in-person experience, you know, a year or two before everything you know, shut down and everything. So at least even though the second course you took, the Summer Academy was was virtual due to circumstance, at least you were able to have some sort of in-person experience with a Summer Academy beforehand. And so, and so for you, the first program, which was it Virginia Space Coast Cowers? Space coast scholars i can't pronounce anything today yes and so for you and in that program like how was it like i guess for your experience like being there for the summer academy had you been to something like that beforehand or was that like a completely new experience for you i mean i had been away from home for a week-long things before um but that but the only reason i had been away from home the only reason i had been away from home that long before other than vacations was on boy scout was on boy scout trips uh so that was new to me all right well that's pretty cool and so and so first of all i'm definitely going to if you if you're i'm definitely going to ask about your boy scout experience later but but i guess going more on to the space coast scholars that 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 sounds like a really cool program and so for you like was it that experience that really I guess made you consider doing the best program later on, or, or were you already like determined to do? I guess to do another space grant program. I didn't even know VEST and uh, NASTS existed until I did until I did VSCS. Uh, I just heard about it one day through the school announcements. I don't remember exactly what they said about it, but I went ahead and currently it interested me. So I went ahead and looked it up and decided, yeah, this is interesting. I want to go ahead and try to, I want to go ahead and do this. And then I saw that Vest and Vasts were also a thing that I could do my junior and senior year. I decided not to do one my junior year because I, because of the heavy AP course load that year. Senior year though, I had space and I decided, and I was debating between going between Vest and Vasts. I decided to go with Vest eventually for a couple for a uh, few reasons. One, I went ahead and asked the other people in my group that had done VSCS with me. They said that Vasts was pretty easy. Pretty, I guess it started out pretty easy, and it just got easier. The subject matter seemed to interest me more, as it was more of an engineering perspective as opposed to Vest, which is more of a science perspective. Um, also, the thing about Vest is it gives me is it gives you more college credits. Depending on where you go to school, that may be more, depending on your circumstances, that may be more important or less important. For me, it proved, so far it's proved to really not be, the number of credits have really proved to not be important at all. Did those credits sort of help you at all in terms of now being at Virginia Tech? So the way that Virginia Tech works is that you pay a flat price and then you take as 
many credits as you can get approved for. You don't pay per you don't pay per credit. Well, I guess the only difference is if you're if you go twelve credits or below, it's around twelve credits. You are considered partially enrolled, but anywhere over that, it's all the same. It's all the same price, no matter how many credits you take. Um, and you do you have to have a certain number of credits in order to graduate. But due to all my AP class, but due to the number of AP classes, um, I didn't need the extra classes from. Yeah, I didn't need the extra credits from Bess and the that particular class when it transferred. It did, and it isn't a. It's not a prereq for any of the classes that I have to take. So depending on your major, I don't know. Maybe look and see if it helps with anything. Wow. So were you able to? I mean, just overall, like from all your AP classes or anything of that. Were you able to still come in with some, like, with some credits or anything for Virginia Tech? Oh yeah, de yeah, definitely. I came in with enough. Just in terms of just sheer number of credits, I came in enough where I'm academically a sophomore. But I still, but that's not. But I still plan on graduate. But I'm still planning on graduating in four years, as opposed to being able to get out in three. But due to uh, Calc BC and AP Chem, Calc BC, AP Chem, and AP Lang. I was able to get out of the first half of the first year English class, which is mandatory. The calculus, the first year calculus class, so single variable calculus, which is a washout class, and the chem in the general chemistry class, which is another washout class. So getting out of those, getting out of those was certainly helpful. And I also plan on going pursuing a comp sci minor, and so going. Taking comp site A was able to get was able to deal with one of the classes that's required for that as well. Other than that, oh yes, there was all AT, taking AP Gov dealt with another Gen Ed requirement, so that's nice. Well, awesome. Well, it sounds like you know your your hard work in high school definitely paid off in in the long run of of things in terms of entering into Virginia Tech. And so I did want to go ahead and first congratulate you on officially being a sophomore entering in that's that's a pretty cool distinction as as someone who did that somewhat myself i mean that yeah that that's impressive definitely congratulations on that academically while i'm technically a sophomore i still call myself a freshman I, I literally did the exact same thing like it felt so i don't know did it feel weird to you like for me it, it was like i don't know it, it, to me as a first year, year student during my first year um, at my university it was just like yeah it's like I'm a sophomore it's like but I don't know if I want to tell people that it's like eh, I just called myself a first year student I <laughs> for the whole first year that's why I did but I mean most of the people in most of my classes are there are a lot of people in all my current classes that are first year students I don't know if they're academically sophomores or not also I spent also um last semester I was a cadet and the way that works is all the first year students are lumped together so there used to be some used to be one person that was a, actually a junior uh, they already went to Virginia Tech before but hey doesn't matter you're all lumped together so I, I definitely want to hear more about you said your time as a cadet yeah okay yeah that was my status last semester yeah I'd definitely like to hear more about your um, your time as a cadet last semester. Okay. Um, anything specific? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, I think the floor is just all yours. I'd, I'm just actually just really, really interested in, in your story. So, I mean, anything that you're 
um, interested in providing. I mean, okay, okay. So it does come with considering this podcast is about STEM. I guess I will bring up something, some particular STEM opportunity that comes exclusively to cadets. And well, yeah, you can work with. You have an opportunity to do STEM stuff. You go into one of the ROTCs. It's one of the military tracks. Even if you are a civil, even if you are pick the civilian track, uh, you can still. There is. There was one thing that I did, which was the cyber team. So what they do is they participate. They'll participate in some uh, capture the flag competitions, which all leads up to this thing called NCX or the National Cyber Exercise which is a competition hosted by the NSA every year. And it's a competition between all the service academies and senior military colleges. I think those are Virginia Tech, Texas A&M, University of North Georgia, Citadel, and Virginia Military Institute. Not sure if I'm missing one. Not sure if I'm missing any. I don't think I am. But they all compete in a couple of different modules to determine the victor. Uh, I think it's cryptography, software development, malware, and I don't know if I'm missing any other than this last one, but it's the main cyber exercise itself where all the teams are essentially playing attack and defense, trying to hack into and prevent hacking into each other's systems and preventing others from hacking into their own systems. Heard it's pretty, it can be pretty cool. One of the stories that I heard was the guys from Virginia Tech that were there before, they went ahead and hacked into another team system and changed the language on their computer to Chinese. Um, or something like that, but that can be valuable. There are scholarships you can get out of that. Uh, so the way that ROTC works is that if you come in and say and choose to be, I don't know, you choose to be, you choose, you say you want to go into the Navy. So you join the Corps and you go into Navy ROTC. Navy ROTC. You don't necessarily start with the scholarship. You have to, you can come in with the scholarship, but that's not necessarily the case. There are certain scholarships that you can apply for though, or if you're a cadet, there are a civilian track, you can also, there are also scholarships that you can apply for. That's what I can think of regarding, mainly what I can think of regarding cyber team. In terms of regular cadet life, as a freshman, for a lot, for a good portion of the first semester, your life kind of sucks. <laughs> it sucks a lot, um, which is, part of the point there was i'm not sure exactly what i expected life to be like but it was but it was definitely harder than i thought it would be some of the marketing material some of the marketing material is either you may leave out a little bit of information your friday nights friday nights and saturday nights are completely gone the uh due to this thing called you pass it can either sometimes it'll be fun Sometimes it is going to consist a lot more of uh, cadre. Those are the people that are in charge of training you, yelling at you and you being forced to perform a number of tasks such as remaking your rack, uh, rifle drill, prepping your uniform, various other things. Other nights, there's, there is, all the other nights, there is one thing which can be helpful. It's called ECQ or evening call to quarters. So it goes from 7 p. so... Monday through Monday through Thursday, it's 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. For freshmen, at least, you are in your room, door propped open, your phone is outside the room, and you're supposed to be studying. I mean, that's not exactly how it went all the time. People would be in other each other's rooms, uh, goofing off, and some of the other upper some of the upperclassmen would be kind of joining in on it. But but essentially, it was good for that. It's good for that purpose. It definitely helps. Then on Sunday. 
there's still ECQ in the evening that goes from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. It's the same thing. And at 11 p.m., you go to sleep. Wow. And so and so just to make sure, so so when you have this whole experience, so this is all a part of being a part of the senior military college program that you're in? This is part of being, that's all part of being the part of the Corps of Cadets. So the military component of the senior military college. Virginia Tech and Texas A&M, I think, are the two, I think they're the only two that have the Corps within the civilian university. I think all the others, it's lar- It's like the service academies where it's all military all the time. One other part of the Corps that I think is important that's probably important to mention is that there are mandatory classes that you have to take along with it. Depending on which branch you choose, I think it might, there's essentially two main classes that you have to take. One is for your particular branch and one is just for all the core in general. That is part of the reason why I chose to leave uh, because I want to, because when I made a four-year plan, I wanted to, wanting to pursue a comp sci minor, I, when I looked at a four-year plan, the only way I could realistically do that is if I removed the core classes from it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that definitely, definitely makes sense. And so at what point did you really, I guess, figure out that you, that you decided to leave because of, because of those, because of those circumstances? I'm trying to figure out how to word that correctly, but. Uh, I was on and off about leaving for a lot, for quite a while, for on and off leaving for a fair amount of the time, fair amount of my time. Um, during New Cadet Week, which is the week, so for all the civilian students, it's known as Welcome Week. Uh, it's the week before school starts. For all the freshman cadets, it's New Cadet Week. So the civilian students are off having fun and the freshman cadets are not having fun. <laughs> uh, but during that week, I broke and decided that I and decided that I wanted to leave at one point. Um, however, they do institute one measure that prevents that. I mean, they can't legally keep you. They can't legally can't force you to stay, but they do have a rather strong financial incentive that will keep you in for at least around the first six weeks of the school year, which is coincidentally the length of the hardest part of freshman year. What is supposed to be the hardest part of freshman year? Um, which is that if you leave during that time, you have to leave the university and then come back the spring semester. But in the process, you also forfeit all the money that you spent for the fall semester. If you leave after that, you just you can stay in the university and just become a civilian student transferred to another dorm. But over time, I, I went back and forth about leaving. Eventually, sometime late in the semester, I decided I figured that I wanted to go ahead and pursue a CS minor. There was some, there was some other stuff that helped push me towards leaving. Um, I was on the civilian. I was a civilian, so I wasn't. I was on the civilian leader track, so I was not getting a military commission out of it. So I decided, yeah, I'll go ahead and leave. I'm leaving some opportunities behind, but there's other opportunities that I'm getting out of leaving. Yeah, well, that makes perfect sense. And so, and so right now, since you're now out of that program and onto, you know, you're and you're in your second semester at Virginia Tech, how is everything now for you? So my course load is heavier this semester. Last semester, I was initially taking multivariable calculus. Uh, I went ahead and dropped it after I did really bad on my first test, first exam. Um, right now, my two peer math classes 
discrete math and linear algebra have been not so pleasant. Um, other than that, my life has been fairly fine. Well, I'm glad to hear it. And so, and so before we go ahead and wrap this up, I did actually want to circle back to one of the things that you mentioned earlier that you used to be in in Boy Scouts. So how, how was that experience for you? So I started back, so with Boy Scouts, I started as a Cub Scout all the way back in first grade. Um, then over time, went through went through Cub Scouts, eventually being a Boy Scout. Plenty of camping trips, some other activities. With Boy Scouts, I spent time in three different troops in three different cities. Um, which one was a bit different. Um, so one of the main, one of the big things that I did as a Boy Scout, one of probably one of the best experiences is I went to a place called Philmont Scout Ranch. I guess you could call it be kind of like the mecca of boy scouts it's this really big branch out in the out in uh new mexico where it's plenty of it's for high adventure for backpacking and i did a and my troop did a week-long backpacking trip there it was very difficult uh, but it felt but it was very rewarding seeing all seeing all of that doing all the things that came along with it definitely a good bonding experience Uh, and then all that culminated with my very very postponed eagle project so i had i was a life scout for i think at least four years which is the rank just below eagle um that was because i had lazed around on my remaining merit required merit badges and my project my final project involved using a cad for to design some horseshoe pits and i used those and i went ahead and built those along with repainting some curbs in a parking lot and uh along with standing a fence for the organization that hosts my that hosted my troop so that was a thing <laughs> ran into some problems during that but it all turned out okay in the end have, have you been able to use some of your boy scout skills in your present day life and everything um i think having, having experience with hiking has been sometimes helpful knowing how to properly pack a backpack can be helpful if i'm going home if i'm going home and i just want to use my backpack having had a sleeping bag from all that has been helpful because i've slept on the floor in my dorm multiple times and when i was a kid everybody pretty sure everybody in the core does not sleep in their bed they sleep on their beds so that they don't so that you don't have to remake them as often so it was helpful for that and i sleep on the floor sometimes various re- for various reasons mainly because mainly it's so i can be nearby my phone when it's charging because i use it as an alarm but that's been helpful um it's also an experience that it's a common experience that can be used to bond with others if you if you meet anybody else it's something that they'll get well i'm glad that you were at least able to as it utilize some of those those skills and what you're, you're doing now and sort of like bringing a little a little bit of everything that you've you know done in the past to i mean yeah to the present day and so i guess going forward for yeah your next yeah three years at virginia tech and forward like what are some of the ambitions that you have or are there any other sort of groups that you would like to join while um you know while you're still you know within your undergraduate uh studies um so right now i currently am doing a research project with the Hume Center for National Security on AI. 
Next semester, I haven't decided what I'm going to do. Thinking about either joining one of the student design teams on campus, they'll do where they do things like building or modifying uh, vehicles to compete, or I think there's like a human powered submarine. There's the hybrid electric vehicle team. There's the formula SAE team. There's some others, um, or I might try and get another research position. Beyond that, one thing I do want to try and do is apply for this thing called the Smart Scholarship, which I have, I've called Civilian Routsy, because the way it works is you apply for this scholarship, and if you accept it's with the Department of Defense, and if you get it, it's pretty much of, it is largely a full-ride scholarship, and every summer you need to go intern at one of the sponsoring facilities and they're all over the place and it's for stem majors and then afterwards you have a guaranteed job for can't remember the i can't remember how many years you have to serve for each year that you get the scholarship i think it might be one or two but yeah my goal one thing i would like to do is get that figure out some way to get a job after graduation well that all sounds yeah really cool and like i definitely hope that those opportunities begin you know, opening up for you so you can yeah, take advantage of them because I mean, you, you really only get, yeah, this time once. And so I'm truly wishing you all the best and yeah, in your continued studies and everything, you know, during your time for undergrad at uh, Virginia Tech. Thank you. Hey, of course. And so, and so we'll be, sh I'll be sure to continue this conversation in just one moment. So please stay tuned. All right, and so I'm still here with Sam, and so we've been speaking a bit about yeah you know, the various different programs he has been a part of from late elementary school all the way up to uh, present day at Virginia Tech now in his second semester, and so as I, I've truly been really enjoying this conversation thus far, and so I did want to go ahead and 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 hand the mic over to you and say, is there anything else that you would like to you know, to really say about your experiences about the future or anything else that you would like to discuss while still while still on this podcast episode? Well, I guess what I can do is relay one of the first lessons, one of the first pieces of advice or lessons, whatever you want to call it, that I was told when I was a cadet during New Cadet Week. Because as I'll tell you, it's not an easy experience. And so when you are going through a hard experience, always remember why you are doing it. And sometimes if you're going through something hard, that why will be the only, depending how hard it is, that why may be the only thing that keeps you doing it. Really like that, that advice. I mean, and it, it's very true. I mean, because I mean, I know even for me for, yeah, for stuff I've been a part of that may have been a little difficult or not the easiest. It's just remembering why I'm doing something. I mean, truly, I guess, is most of the motivation I need to just continue forward and so yeah, I definitely appreciate that piece of advice. And so were there any questions that you had for me or anything that you would like to say for the audience as we close out today's episode? I've really enjoyed interviewing you know, thus far. It's, yeah, I've really enjoyed this conversation. You've gotten pretty much everything said that I wanted to say. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much once again you know, for everything. I've, I truly appreciate you, you know, coming on here and you know, you're always welcome here on my podcast and so it's just 
it's it's been an enjoyable conversation you know being able to speak with you again it's i've really enjoyed it but yeah but yeah, and so i said just thank you so much for you know for coming out here it's truly appreciate and thank you for t- making some time out of your you know busy um course load to do this no problem oh yeah and so and so as i i, I close out i did want to give an opportunity to just in um just in case you have any anywhere where people can can follow you or whatever the case may be if they're interested in continuing to hear your story if not that's quite all right as well but i at least did want to give you the opportunity i mean i really don't have any social media the only thing i have is LinkedIn, which is just for professional purposes. All right, well, that's quite all right. But Liza, I truly wish you all the best in your continued say, and definitely keep me informed of everything that you're doing because Liza, I, I'm just, I just truly love hearing all about, you know, the journey that you've taken thus far, and I can't wait to see, you know, what you do in the future coming up. Sure. But yeah, have a wonderful day, everyone. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll chat with you all later. Thank you so much once again, Sam.